So let's act like yesterday didn't happen. Let's can we all let's all agree to just do that. Holy God, I have not gotten that bad of a reaction to a video in a while. But here's what I will say. I am actually thankful for like 98% of your criticism and responses. Like 2% were just like very mean. Like some, I love you, Phil, but I'm gonna be brutal and bully you. But if anyone else tried to bully you, I'd fight for you kind of energy. While a lot of you not liking the episode, it hurt my ego a little bit. I actually, I, I looked back to Tuesday's episode, which I think is one of the better episodes I've, I've put out in like the past few months. Right, I thought back to XQC's response and how everyone was like, why is this guy acting like a child? It appears that these people are actually concerned and they're just offering advice. Why is he attacking them? And it reminded me like, oh yeah, this is not a personal attack. Check the ego. That said, I'm, I'm not gonna say sorry for yesterday's show. I'm not gonna stop testing things now and then. I think that's important. Yesterday's test was specifically to see like, could I do a show that was almost all graphics in case, you know, I went on vacation and I could just record audio and send it to the editors. Yeah, I still say yesterday's show as a win because I think there are 70% of people that would still like a not fantastic show over getting no show, which is what the, uh, the other option would have been. Uh, and two, now I know. You take the L, which can stand for loss, but also ideally stand for learning, and you move on. But yeah, that said, let me clip this on. To free up my hands to say, sup, you beautiful bastards. Welcome back to the Philip DeFranco Show. A quick, friendly reminder, you only have now four days left if you want to snag some of the awesome from this exclusive August drop over at beautifulbastard.com. Yeah, hit that like button, otherwise I will punch you in the throat, and let's just jump into it. And the first thing that we're going to talk about today is this absolutely insane story about Thomas Castleberry, except this is not Thomas Castleberry, but he was thought to be Thomas Castleberry. And instead, as it turns out, this is a guy by the name of Joshua Spreisterbuck, a man who was wrongfully arrested by Hawaiian officials, thought to be someone else, locked up for that other person's crimes, or locked in a state hospital for more than two years, forced to take psychiatric drugs because every time he was like, I am not, Thomas Castleberry, they saw that his him just being delusional and psychotic. And according to the Hawaii Innocence Project, when this mistake was discovered, they tried to cover it up by quietly setting him free with just 50 cents to his name. With the Innocence Project filing a petition this week saying that the police, the state public defender's office, the state's attorney general, and the hospital all share in the blame of this gross miscarriage of justice. Or because across the board, there's a question of how did no one do the work needed? The filing saying that in 2017, Josh was houseless and hungry, he was waiting in a long line for food outside of a Honolulu shelter on a hot day. He ends up falling asleep. A police officer rouses him awake. He thinks that he's gonna be arrested for the city's ban on sitting or laying down on the public sidewalks. Instead, even though he doesn't look like this guy, he doesn't have the same fingerprints, they don't seem to be connected in any way. He's misidentified as this other man. Right, Josh says, I'm not this man. No one believes him, even his own public defenders. Right, it's not until a hospital psychiatrist goes, okay, let me, let me just make a few phone calls and do a few Google searches and boom, mistake found. And then as if they didn't just steal two years of this man's life, they're like, oh, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's consider this a whoopsie, get out of here. Just looking through all of this, like you can tell this guy is traumatized. Reportedly at this time, he like refuses to leave his sister's property. He's horrified that they're gonna make him go back. And like plainly put, my opinion is uh, the people that just did not in any way do the right thing, they need to be punished. This guy, at the very least, he needs to get a fucking check. And I think among other things, it highlights how our system really doesn't think uh, of the people that are kind of economically on the lower end as even people. Who we are in times of struggle, how we treat the, the vulnerable and those that, that have less than us, that highlights who and what we are. But yeah, the question I have off to you, if you were the judge and jury, what sort of retribution and punishment should we see here? Then in entertainment news, if you are a fan of Trey Parker and Matt Stone and the goodness they put out, rejoice because they designed a massive 
deal with Viacom CBS. According to Variety, the duo will make 14 South Park films for the studio streaming service Paramount Plus, and the series is now also renewed on Comedy Central through 2027, with it all reportedly being worth a whopping $900 million over the next six years. Also, Trey and Matt, not the only ones in the news because of massive paydays. You had Corinna Kopf back in the news. Or between popping up in the news because she was trying to make herself look to be a victim because she won't be vaccinated and people have negative reactions to that. I saw her previously saying she made a million dollars in the first 48 hours after launching an OnlyFans and now uh, it's more. It's actually not as crazy as you think. Well, it's crazy, but like Just save it. 4.2 million. My first tit pick ever, I made $165,000. So the main takeaway from this story is I am very excited to announce PDS plus the premium. Philip DeFranco's show experience. It is a pay subscription service giving you the show that you know you love, but in the top right corner, there's also a camera that just pointed at my feet. Subscribe now over at philsfeet.com. That's P-H-I-L-S, then what you would like to put in your mouth.com. Then on the note of celebrities, we also had Kendall Jenner in the news. Uh, for one of the three reasons she's always in the news or anyone from this group or in the news, there is a multi-million dollar lawsuit. And this because Jenner, who is reportedly the highest paid model in the world, didn't model when she was supposed to. But according to a legal complaint that was filed, Jenner signed a contract, reportedly sent to be paid $1.5 million plus a 20% service fee in exchange for two planned photo shoots. She did the first photo shoot with the brand saying that they already gave her $1.35 million. The second shoot ends up getting pushed because of COVID, they reschedule. But the brand saying that when they went to finally confirm the date, uh, Kendall stopped responding. However, Kendall's modeling management company says, no, that's not true. Saying the complaint is without merit and that they continually offered alternate dates and locations to fulfill the agreement. And so ultimately there's just this weird and messy situation where it appears that someone is lying. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see what happens there for what essentially is a pocket change for Jenner. And the news highlighting how companies are having a hard time attracting and retaining workers. You had Target in the news. Announcing now that starting this fall, Target will cover the cost of tuition, fees, and textbooks for full-time and part-time workers who pursue degrees or certificates at more than 40 participating institutions. And reportedly they'll have at least 250 different business aligned programs to choose from, including business management, computer science, design, and more. Target will also fund advanced degrees, paying up to $10,000 each year for master's programs at those schools, as well as offering up to $5,250 for those pursuing non-master's degrees or business aligned programs at one of the select schools. With Target saying that ultimately it plans to invest $200 million into the education program over the next four years, and employees in the U.S. will qualify as soon as their first day. Right? And while notable, this also just makes Target one of the most recent companies to offer incentives and kind of perks. Right? Places like Chipotle and Starbucks have already had similar programs in place, but more businesses have been introducing or expanding these incentives. Like Walmart, for instance, recently announced that they'll cover the full cost of college tuition and books for their employees. And while many have applauded these businesses, you also have others saying they're just doing what they have to do. It has just gotten tougher and tougher to hire people and get them to stay at your company, and they also have to compete with smaller businesses that don't have the same resources as them. Right? So that's why you have people going, yes, this is fantastic. People are also concerned that this could change the business landscape so that only a few handful of companies can dominate their sector. But of course, the counter to that is that was already happening. Like no small business is super pumped when a Walmart comes to town. Right? So people arguing that the main thing is that this is a net good for the workers at these stores. But yeah, with that, I would love to know your thoughts. But from that, I wanna take a second to thank the fantastic sponsor of today's show, Keeps. Did you know that two out of three guys will experience some form of male pattern baldness by the time of the 35? Maybe you have that friend or family member that's dealing with hair loss right now and you don't have to just 
just wait around for it to happen to you because now is the time to do something about it. Because Keeps helps you stop hair loss before it's too late with their scientific and affordable approach to treatments that are up to 90% effective at reducing and stopping further hair loss. And Keeps offers generic versions of the only two FDA approved hair loss products that are out there. So some of you may have already actually tried them before, but probably never at this price. And you can get these products delivered directly to your door, meaning no in-person doctor's office for your prescription, saving you both valuable time and money. So if you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash DeFranco, or just click that link in the description down below to receive 50% off your first order. Then remember when there was a ton of people being exceptionally racist and also just saying that, I know there are a lot of you that are like, oh yes, the one time Phil. Specifically what I'm talking about is, you know, a few weeks ago, we talked about English soccer players facing serious, crazy racism after their team lost in the Euro 2020. Or three black players just being on the receiving end of a shocking number of racist fans after they missed their penalty shots against Italy. With the situation getting so bad, Prime Minister Boris Johnson and his government announced plans to actually ban individuals from football matches if they racially abuse players on social media. So that if you are guilty, Mr. Speaker, of racist abuse online of footballers, then you will not be going to the match. No ifs, no buts, no exemptions, and no excuses. Also leading to calls by the likes of Idris Elba for online users to lose their anonymity in order to be held far more accountable. And while regarding accountability, today you had the United Kingdom's football policing unit announcing the arrest of 11 individuals who engaged in racist commentary against the players. With the unit saying that it requested data from social media companies to identify users, passing it on to local police. Cheshire Chief Constable Mark Roberts, who leads soccer policing for the National Police Chief's Council, saying, there are people out there who believe they can hide behind a social media profile and get away with posting such abhorrent comments. They need to think again. And as of right now, 34 people within the UK were identified as posting comments with authorities waiting to identify 50 more. So it is possible we may see more arrests happen. But of course, with this news, it sparked questions and debate online about anonymity and also holding people accountable for their speech. Right, well, in the United States, the First Amendment largely protects you from government reprisal if you're a racist douchebag. Uh, that is not the case in the UK. And so with this story, I do want to pass the question off to you. What are your thoughts there regarding freedom of speech and the differences we're seeing in the US and the UK? And two, I mean, it's a slightly different version of when we talked about Elba in the past, but I mean, do you think that social media companies should make it so you cannot be anonymous? Why, why not? Is there a solution in between? I'd love to know your thoughts here. Then in a mix of domestic and international news, we had the Department of Homeland Security today announcing that today President Biden issued a memorandum to defer for 18 months the removal for Hong Kong residents presently in the United States, right, essentially offering a safe haven for those that fear going home because I mean, it's a scary time right now. Over the past few years, we've seen Beijing cracking down harder and harder and harder on democracy in what is supposed to be a semi-autonomous territory. Right? And while this is a big and meaningful move, right, uh, the people affected here actually will also be allowed to seek employment authorization through U.S. citizenship and immigration services. You also have people like Senator Ben Sass saying today's move is a solid step, but we need to go further. We need to offer full asylum to Hong Kongers who flee Chairman Xi's brutal oppression. Also, while we're already talking about China, we should definitely talk about what's happening with China in the tech sector. Because today, for example, maybe you've already seen the news or passed some headlines noting the TikTok owner ByteDance has had to lay off now hundreds of employees today in response to new Chinese regulations that prohibit private for-profit tutoring and core curriculum subjects. With those specific employees working in ByteDance's online education businesses, which was effectively killed by the new rules. But the, the reason this story is actually very important and should stand out isn't just because, you know, you have ByteDance and the TikTok connection, but rather because they are hardly the only company to be hit so hard recently. Some firms like UN Fudao, a $15.5 billion startup, essentially had to shut down all marketing while they 
figure out what to do now. For the entire education industry out there, which is absolutely massive in China, was gutted by last month's new rules, which not only banned private tutoring in the most important subjects, but also gave preferential treatment to public school students trying to enter China's top universities. Now, with this, China says that the move is supposed to help combat inequities currently within China, especially between poorer and more rural students who struggle to get into top universities because of their need to go to public schools and not have access to private tutors. But a lot of the moves that they've been making recently really seem to be more about control. Because with these new rules, they also banned most foreign investment into the Chinese education market, they banned foreign curriculum, and also they banned most foreign teachers working in China. Also, earlier in the week, for example, on Tuesday, you had Chinese state media calling video games spiritual opium, calling it an electronic drug, which seemingly caused shares for the Chinese company Tencent, the world's largest video game maker, to plunge. Tencent also seeming to react to this by limiting kids' playing time now to just an hour per weekday. We've also seen a trend of US-listed Chinese companies coming under fire. Last month, for example, Didi, which is essentially, think of it as Uber in China, they got banned from app stores after they went public in the US. Then, in COVID-19 news, reportedly the Biden administration is developing a plan to require nearly all foreign visitors to the U.S. to be fully vaccinated against COVID-19 once the travel restrictions lift. Currently, if you don't know, the U.S. prevents most non-U.S. citizens from entering the country if they've traveled within a number of countries, including China, India, South Africa, Iran, Brazil, and most of Europe within the last 14 days. But of note, this is really more of a forward-looking story because it's not even known when the current restrictions will be lifted, especially with COVID surging again. Which, actually, on that note, the world has now surpassed 200 million reported COVID cases throughout the pandemic. Then we had President Biden unveiling a new multi-pronged policy today aimed at reducing vehicle emissions that has been described as one of the administration's most significant efforts to combat climate change. First part of the plan directs relevant agencies to restore and strengthen mileage standards that were implemented under Obama, but rolled back during the Trump administration. With the second part of his new plan, Biden aims to address a more long-term goal by signing an executive order that sets a new target to make electric vehicles half of all new vehicles sold by 2030. And there's a fact sheet and really interesting information, and notably with us, of course, 2030 is just a target, though one that America's big three automakers, right, Ford, GM, and Stellantis, formerly Fiat, Chrysler, seem to agree with issuing a joint statement announcing their shared aspiration to achieve sales of 40 to 50 percent of annual U.S. volumes of electric vehicles by 2030. Which, I mean, regarding that aspect of the story is probably more important because nothing's going to ever get done, it feels like, and I know that I'm a cynic, but to put it bluntly or simply, I mean, Biden doesn't even have his whole party on board, right? Joe Manchin is still a person that exists. And specific to this story, he has already signaled that he will not support some of the measures in this. And so if it ever feels like I'm a little bit frustrated when talking about stories like this, it's because it's like, we're, we're talking about like plans and cool ideas. Like it just feels like anytime anything has to go through Congress, someone's like, guys, we're going to wet and wild. We're going to the water park. But you know that at the end of the day, you're either gonna just still be home or you're gonna end up in the backyard with like an inflatable pool. And so it ends up just kind of being like, well, I hope that private industry and, and the market decide that yes, we should actually care about the planet that is economically in our best interest. Then in a story connected in no way, we have the town of Greenville, California permanently altered after this Dixie fire rolled through the city's historic center. And I mean, we're talking about immense damage. It's estimated that 75% of the structures in Greenville were lost to the fire with one local telling the New York Times that quote, it took maybe 30 minutes before all of Greenville was literally flanked by fire. For the state of California, the loss of Greenville is more than just the loss of a town, but a significant chunk of California history. It was a gold rush town that still housed many of the original structures from the 19th century. And this Dixie fire is also standout. So far this year, the Dixie fire is the largest to date, burning more than 320,000 
5,000 acres and is so far only 35% contained. Well, the silver lining, if you can even call it that right now, is that there, there have been no fatalities. The, the fire has been, in general, located in a sparsely populated area of the state. One, the, the people that impacted is still important, and two, it now threatens some of the local towns, leaving officials worried that many more are in danger right now as the fire makes its way towards other population centers in the region. But ultimately, with this story, or honestly, anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in those comments down below because yes, this is a news show, but it's also a conversation. And to keep that convo going, make sure you like the video, subscribe to the channel, blah, 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 all the good stuff. Also, remember, you only have a few days left. You want to snag something over at beautifulbastard.com. But as always, my name's Philip DeFranco. You've just been filled in. I love yo faces, and I'll see you next time.